Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Having been in the industry for over 10 years, Taylor Jackson is the epitome of a successful business. And this guy's only just getting started. In this rogue episode in the middle of Thrive 2023, we talk about building a business with multiple streams of income, launching a book, shooting hybrid, and what on earth is the crack with the Glaswegian police in our hotel lobby making this episode filled with more drama than an EastEnders finale. Let's go, team. I think I'm good. Oh, hey, let's speak to the backup just kind of over here just in case. Hey, this doesn't sink. Oh, okay. Just giving this to Taylor just in case as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we go with three mics? I want three. Oh, that's nice. It's like kind of like a tiny Does little that make vape. You feel better. That's like a vape. Oh, that's nice. There you go. All right, we'll mix them all together. It. Yeah. We're um, looking there. Yeah, we are looking. Yeah. We're looking. Glasgow, Eagle. Yeah. We're looking. Uh, I've got my Tony's chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Bar. I got that you exact same one. It was lovely. Yeah, that was exactly what I needed. Did you get these in Canada? I don't think so. No, probably if I worked hard enough, probably. But I don't know. I'm sure they're at a shop somewhere. it's good chocolate. Well, that's the podcast. Thanks for joining us. See you again next week. <laughs> Sponsored by Tony's Chocolate. You okay, hon? Um, you might put the cider on top of your laptop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah? yeah. Should we get going? Um, nah. We could just waffle and chat just for a few <laughs> moments, can't we? Just fill a bit of time. I like the term waffle. We don't get that in, in no? Canada. No. Because waffles are waffles. Waffles are waffles. Yeah. yeah. To be a, lot, a lot of dogs are named Waffles. I know like three dogs named Waffle. All lovely dogs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Popular dog named Waffles. It's true. Not any sort of... There was a TV program, wasn't there, in England called Waffle Doggy? Mm-hmm. Waffle. Yeah. Oh. Waffle Doggy. Oh, no, you're right. Now you're already down for copyright. You can't put this on YouTube. <laughs> no, it's going to trigger enough it. Enough of Waffles. <laughs> I suppose we should kick off by saying welcome to Glasgow. We've gone a bit ad hoc here, haven't we? Yeah. Decided to record a, a podcast on the fly. On the fly, just makeshift. Yeah, we've got an incredible speaker here, which we will introduce very soon. Yeah, so Igor. Um, there might be a bit of background noise because we're not in a studio. Here. No, we no, are in, no. A, a, in a hotel reception. Yeah, um, we seem to be rolling though. Yeah, we're not. We're not sure how the audio is going to work out. No. But we're just give it a go, <laughs> aren't we? we got enough of it. Yeah. We got like nine channels of audio running. So like <laughs> so gonna, three of them got to be usable. We're going to ask the hotel if we can just um, use their CCTV as yeah, well. That's good. Just run it through Adobe Podcast AI yeah, yeah. and it'll clean it right up. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking we could just ask ChatGPT to script it for us as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just get, um, just a, a, I'm sure there's a, a bot out there that could just read that script out. Mm-hmm. So we don't even need to be here, really. Yeah, yeah you can yeah, make, go. You you can make your download your presence yeah. into yeah. AI but, too. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good to me. Yeah. But well, we are another idea. A podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs. They just want to like level up their business and be inspired and take some ideas for their creative business. Indeed. Um, as we just said, we're in Glasgow. Me and Igor are speaking at a conference um, this week. Not together, like separately as individual businesses. Yeah. But we are here. Big up to Thrive um, by Thrive Photography, Photography Farm. Farm. Lisa Devlin, we love you. Thank you for bringing this amazing roster of speakers together. And yes, um, whilst we're here at Thrive, we thought that it would be amazing to just get together. And we're at the halfway point, aren't we? Yeah. So yeah. we've done our, done our Brighton talk and shoot. Yeah. Now we are in Glasgow. Indeed. You've been to Glasgow before, Taylor? No. 
We did a little tour of the nor northern Scotland, yeah. but never ended up here. Yeah. So. Impressions so far? I mean, we're just literally looking outside. There's a so far, of well, I'm seeing some very famous uh, photographers uh, outside. So yeah. I would say so far, <laughs> the review pretty Incredible good. timing. <laughs> and uh, we are right around the corner from our Uber driver's favorite pub. So uh, Molly Malone, I believe. Oh, Sounds kind of like an Irish pub. I'll have that. to do some, some research. Yeah. I would assume it's a Scar Scottish pub. But Get on some Google reviews in a bit and see what they yeah. say. So he was very happy. He's like, that hotel. <laughs> so we'll see him there tonight, I'm sure. But yeah, if you're here for the first time, welcome. Yeah, it would be do amazing. all the clickety things. Yeah, do all the clickety things. If you could leave us a review, like, share, that would be amazing. And I think that's Spotify. Yeah, we're just quieting down in the background, please. <laughs> um, we're doing a podcast here. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I was going to say, if um, I think that Spotify just started adding reviews to their podcast now. So, Did they? So try and... That and your review nice. to on Spotify. That would be really lovely, wouldn't it? Yes. There are videos podcasts on Spotify now, too. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. 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 But um, since we're at Thrive, it just makes sense to really much big up Thrive. And um, by the stage... Should we just say it's sponsored by Thrive? We'll work out the details later. We need, we need just... to check this with Lisa. But yeah. Let's just say Lisa sponsored this episode. <laughs> and um, one of the things that we wanted to say as well is that by now... Hopefully, um, Thrive 2024 tickets are out. They are. So you can very much buy them through the link in the description. And she's taking it to London. Yeah, and she's taking it to London. Yeah. So, yeah, she's going big. And she's definitely not going home. So, no, it's, yeah. been a, it's been a great couple of days already. Really yeah. looking forward to seeing what Glasgow has got to offer for us. Mm -hmm. And um, it feels a bit strange to repeat what we've just done, but it's yeah. going to be a whole new audience of people, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you whole different vibe. I'm hesitant, like, even, I know that not the, the audience is all new, but, like, just, like, all the speakers, I'm like, you guys have already seen this, so, like, I feel weird <laughs> yeah. doing this talk again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's All it. the jokes, and, yeah, yeah, it feels just a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to be way more polished, I would yeah, assume. Definitely. Or worse, who knows? You would hope. Yeah. We'll find out tomorrow, won't we? Yeah, indeed. Um, should we introduce our guest, even though he's already been talking for a little bit, and it yeah. feels a bit yeah. weird that we introduce him after he's been talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we've done all the admin, so let's dive in. This is uh, Steve, Steve Jackson. Yeah. Steve, nice, hey, nice Steve. to meet you. <laughs> I am, this uh... is not Steve Jackson, this is the incredible Taylor Jackson, okay? I have to work really hard, we, we joke there because I have to work really hard to say Taylor, because yeah, instinctively I want to say Tim, Tyler. I want to say Tyler, Tyler all the time. No. Um, and I've already had to apologise to him three times, just in the last 20 minutes, because I've called him Tyler. That's why we go by Steve now. He didn't, he didn't punch me in the face so that's, that's a good thing right <laughs> look at so that. no taylor taylor jackson is here today with us and it's been um it's been really good to meet you over the last couple of days yeah um if you don't know taylor jackson he is an incredible photographer from canada toronto trying to wish yeah like an hour away yeah. yeah um incredible youtuber i love his youtube channel um i've been a fan of you for a very very long time now and what you on Half a million plus subscribers. Yeah. yeah. He, he says that's that. a lot, yeah. lot of peeps. <laughs> a lot of peeps. It's a, few, it's a few faces. Yeah. And we are super excited to bring you to the Another Idea pod. Thank you so much uh, for saying yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's, it's been been very convenient since You've we're in the hotel. about your cider, by the way. It's growing on me. <laughs> it's a lot. It says medium dry, but it's like a very fruity. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I probably won't do it again, mm -hmm. but for now. We won't name. I'm stuck with it. They've, they've yeah, lied. yeah. Don't lie. If you're watching the video, um, don't look at the. Yeah, just 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 get on 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 from what you guys just said. I think uh, what's really sort of admirable about you and your business setup is just the variety of businesses that you've 100%. kind of grown and developed. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, it's just really it's a really impressive kind of portfolio that you've you know you've, you're an established wedding photographer, but you haven't just settled at being a wedding photographer. You've kind of diversified. Um, and obviously one of your talks around Thrive is about diversifying income streams and it's just really impressive that you know, you've know you kind of, impressive or mad, I can't decide. <laughs> one, one of the two. One of the other. Uh, one of the three, three secret but, jobs too, yeah. so that's the, where the madness kicks in. Yeah. But even yesterday with your talk, you know, you, you made, even me watch, sat, sat there watching it, it made me go, oh God, I could probably do that with my business. It, it just got me thinking outside of the box a little bit and I suppose we all yeah. kind of get into our comfort zone, into our comfort zone don't we? Yeah. You know, um, and it doesn't seem like you're somebody that is happy just settling into a comfort zone. Yeah, I think I like efficiency. So I think that I'm happy to get kind of go into an efficiency zone so mm -hmm. that even if it is kind of a comfort zone and you're kind of shooting the same venues and the same thing every weekend, at least I'm doing it in like a more efficient way. So that 
I don't know, allows me to feel excited, I guess, yeah. about kind of doing the same ish thing. Yeah. Because I feel like we kind of all do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a bit weird, but yeah. Amazing. How did you, in this case, break into photography? I started a long, long time ago with, uh, I guess, snowboard ski content was kind of first. Um, the police have arrived. The police? We're shut down already? <laughs> the police have actually... <laughs> yeah. I was going to turn around and ask oh, them to quiet down. It's probably the police. Yeah, well, they're ticketing anyone. I don't want to mess with the Glaswegian police. Yeah. They, of all the police forces to mess with, that would probably be one of the last ones to mess with, wouldn't it? Man, this is riveting. This is this this yeah. podcast episode is uh, so well, much. It's going to kick into it's, a yeah. It's turning into a drama. Wow. Like podcasts about outside. Yeah. Do you Do you watch that or listen to it? They no. just do podcasts on the street and they just like interview, street interview. Oh, yeah, you can hire them to go to your wedding too. So you can hire podcasts but outside to come to your wedding and to sit at your wedding and do like a live commentary. <laughs> on, like, and now the bride is walking down the aisle with her <laughs> father and the couple will get it. Everyone, everyone else will be like, why are these guys here? They need to leave. <laughs> and they're there all day. Like, all day. It's not what just a ceremony. Kind of dress up full reception. Yeah, yeah. They wear, they'll, they'll wear suits. But this actually happens. This is a real thing. Yeah. They're a podcast wow. that you can hire to just show up to your wedding. Well, to, well, so well. if anybody would like myself and Igor <laughs> to attend your wedding anytime in the near future, just, we're ready. just, we're just ready. hit us up. Yeah. Give, give Merla a shot. We could bring Merla as well. She yeah, could yeah, do yeah. some behind the scenes yeah. for us. A bit of ETS of the podcast at the wedding. It's a great market. Yeah. It's, um, we, could really, we could really, you know, dominate that in the UK. Yeah. But before Back. the police rudely interrupted us, yeah. um, you were saying that you started breaking into photography by yeah. shooting snowboard. Yeah, snowboard content. I snowboarded a lot when I was a kid. Um, mm -hmm. In high school, I was probably out like six days a week. Um, and I think it's just like really ingrained in ski and snowboard culture that like photography and capturing is like kind of almost part of the sport. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough. But no one ever really wants to be the photographer. Everyone wants to be the person doing the stuff and there's kind of this trade-off where like I'll film one of your runs if you film one of my runs um, and I just enjoyed it more sitting by the jumps and the rails and just like photographing and making my friends look cool um, I was also in bands at that time and my band would always be opening for somebody that was much cooler and much more successful than <laughs> us what did you used to play I played uh, I think I played bass around that time I okay. played a little bit of everything um, is that because you can play the guitar no, I can <laughs> only do four strings. I can't do five or six. Um, Bridge no, too I, far, that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no I, I played bass and then started doing some photography, kind of like I would be at the show. Mm -hmm. So I'd do some concert photos. Uh, a lot of those bands ended up hiring me to do their press photos. And then at the time, it was like the, your goal was to get like the MySpace display photo. Like if you hit that, you were like, yeah. that was like, ha, 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 every other photographer in town. These guys like my photos the best. Um, so that was like always the goal. And then financially, the goal was you got a T-shirt usually from the band. And that was it. You never really got payment. Sometimes you get like a bottle of vodka or something. Um, and yeah, so there was a lot of fun in that. It unlocked a lot of unique and interesting experiences, which I think like is still one of the driving forces behind why I do YouTube content. It's because I like just like having the doors open to weird and unusual things that I'm able to do with a camera. Um, I feel like around that time, that was definitely happening, um, but there was no way to make that. Um, I'm sure that there are professional music photographers out there, but it seemed like it was a very small and declining field to get into. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, when you type in what kind of photography jobs make the most money, wedding photography is usually number one or number two. Um, and I was like, that sounds fun. Like I get to, rather than taking photos in these crappy, like dingy clubs, I get to like go somewhere that people have actually set up flowers and like are there to have a fun time. Um, and a lot of the elements were the same that like all the off-camera lighting stuff that I learned at concerts just immediately transferred right to weddings. And it was kind of the same, just capturing real moments in like kind of always changing conditions and photojournalism. And then sometimes you'd have to style something and make people look cool yeah. in front of a camera. Yeah. Um, Which so when you've been working in clubs and then yeah. you've been shooting sports scenes as well, you know, you yeah. move, you're dealing with low light, fast action. Actually, going to a wedding is kind of a oh, it's easy. It's a, a layout, in the park, yeah. isn't it? Really, yeah, it feels nice. I'm like, yeah. wow, you guys actually want me here. Cool, yeah. cool, yeah. cool. I'm not, and, like, you, and you're going to pay me. Kicked and in the head got, by like yeah, crowd surfers. This is great, great. Um, yeah. So then eventually, like all those band people started getting married, and I basically photographed. Um, I was doing like behind the scenes photos at at shows, and I would basically just kind of do that behind the scenes style content. Um, at their wedding day and all my first photos uh 
of weddings are very much like it, it basically like it was just a two person band and we would go find an alley and we would shoot it exactly like I'd shoot a band promo. Because um, <laughs> it's what I knew and it's what they wanted yeah. to. And what would you yeah. say the style would have been called quite flash based and all a natural bit. light? Or, and I'd say quite natural light, grungy, grungy and, textures. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. also like cool to actually like layer textures on top of your photos at the time and like cross processing was like huge for some reason. Um, so there's a, a little bit of that. Everything's yeah. just, why, why is there skin green? Because it's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's a very very grungy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then things kind of just kept moving from there. Um, in terms of weddings, things got a little bit prettier overall. Um, started shooting some fancier weddings, which makes your life and your portfolio kind of grow a heck of a lot faster. Yeah. And then started doing YouTube and just kind of doing some video content and tr Incredible. just trying to have fun and yeah, yeah. get those unique weird strange opportunities yeah so. i think that's a really big lesson though isn't it? just like always trying to keep things fun and keep it enjoyable and i think mm -hmm. people are always so guilty of well, i think we all are a little bit of you know having that like you talking about being that age and doing taking those images just for fun and for a laugh and enjoying it and mm -hmm. enjoying the process you know when it then becomes your profession it's so easy to lose sight of that um and and just to hear you kind of get, talk about like trying these new things because it's exciting it's fresh it's like yeah. People need to do a bit more of that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Experimentation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so today... Also, just quickly, it feels like people have got wind that we're doing a podcast. Yeah. And they're, I like they're the just, police chatter in the background with like the radio. Like, let's challenge the buggers, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> let's throw some things at them about a guy yeah. wheeling glass. There's a lot of glassware, yeah. <laughs> Lots of ambient noise in the background. Yeah. Just, um, just come and join us for the ride. Yeah, then. It's okay. The police in the video. So if you, if you don't watch oh, your yeah, YouTube, you feel, as well. feel free oh, man. to. Feel, feel free. Feel free to go and hop along to YouTube. Yeah, and yeah, watch yeah. It. You can well, watch it all, it's all kicking in the off in Glasgow. So, all so. kicking off. Uh, Sam. So, Igor, <laughs> Studio Ninja. Yeah, let's just talk. Let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. And I was wondering about what we need to say in this little section because I really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business. And yeah. one thing that came up recently was in my own business was that. I was thinking about whether I need to get a VA on board. Mm -hmm. Like, do I need somebody that's going to help me just, you know, perform some of the admin tasks? And when I looked at it, and I re it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for? I realised that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah. And I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah. Everything's automated. Yeah. My invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out, email templates, cha email templates, chasing up invoices. Yeah. Everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't take a huge amount of my time anyway so it kind of defeats the whole point of a va so for me it is a very integral part of my business yeah. and i think when you're running a business you're self-employed like we are mm -hmm. you know being efficient yeah being productive making sure that things run in the right order if you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task you have to say to yourself why am i repeating this automate it um and if you can automate it then that's it and that's really where studio ninja fits in with me and my business and they have very kindly given us a discount code, haven't they, for this podcast? So yeah. what's that discount code, Igor? Another idea. And another idea gets you 50% off your first annual subscription. Yeah. So it's just a no-brainer. I mean, I wouldn't even be hanging around. Just go and look at you, Ninja. Just go and do it right now. But thank you very much, guys, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We love Studio Ninja. <laughs> no, I was going to ask, say, um, let's fast forward to today, really. Um, what does your business look like in terms of weddings? How many weddings are you shooting per year? What sort of, what's your clientele these days, really? What, what, what's happening? I don't know. It's a mix of, I would say weddings are still my very primary business. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of commercial work. I do a lot of YouTube stuff. Um, it's kind of nice because when you have kind of multiple avenues that are profitable for your business, but you also enjoy that, if you start to get maybe a little bit burnt out on weddings that you can dial those back a little bit and you can dial the other stuff up and put a little bit more effort into it. Um, I would say this year, this year's a weird year. Um, next year I'm like pretty much fully booked this year. Um, I would say I'm maybe between 30 to 40 weddings for this year. Mm -hmm. Um, usually I'm like 60 to 70 ish. So we'll see if, um, yeah, we'll see how things I mean, continue. For a lot of people that would be, that would be full time, wouldn't it? That would mm -hmm. be, mm -hmm. you have no other time to do anything, let alone, <laughs> maintain the, the volume of YouTube content that you produce yeah. um, the commercial, commercial work, work that, you, that you have commitments with um, how do, and then how just do, have a life yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you do it? just outsourcing pretty much um, I use Imagine for my wedding uh, photography and then I have a guy that does all my YouTube editing as well yeah. as um, as well as my wedding videos as well so 
that's pretty much what it is that I show up to the wedding day and that's most of my job. And then when I go home, I meet up with my editor. That's like the, the back end process. Um, so it's pretty much, it's not completely, I wouldn't say like on autopilot or anything mm -hmm. like that, but it's pretty much refined to the point that it can be the most efficient yeah. um, and also deliver kind of the best quality product. Do you think so. that's a part of a business that a lot of photographers struggle with that kind of outsourcing side of a business? I mean, yeah. we all kind of work in the industry, don't we? I think yeah, it's, it, is it? it's hard. Um, I very much knew from kind of early on in my business that it was going to be a key piece of it, that I didn't want to build a business that I worked nine to five yeah. editing. Um, that I intentionally went into wedding photography because it's, yeah, you got to work the Saturday, but hopefully your Monday to Wednesday is going to be a little bit more, Monday to Friday is going to be a little bit more free. And I was pretty intentional about that in the beginning. And I hired someone, a physical person that I could meet up with um, to edit first. And then I tried a few different companies where I'd be just uploading galleries. And then at some point um, I just kind of found Imagine and it ended up being more than good enough for what I needed. And now it's like the day after the wedding, I'll have a final gallery and life will be happy. Uh, and it doesn't really take a whole lot of time. I try to call the night of the wedding because it's just so much faster. Everything's just so fresh. Um, so you can do like, pretty much I would say the call takes half of the time um, rather than leaving it for like three weeks and you forget everything you shot. And it just takes a little bit longer to go through things. So that's another kind of efficiency thing. Yeah. Um, my weddings are also done at like 10 p.m. So if you're like, I don't know when your weddings end, but my buddy Magic in Poland, his weddings end at like four in the morning. So I'm like, I guess you can't really call, no, especially when you got to wake up with the kids out. at like seven. But um, yeah, so that's something that works for me. And that's kind of the most efficient way that I've been able yeah. to kind of roll my business. It's literally the epitome of efficiency, isn't it? Yeah. Talk that way because your microphone's on that side. There you go. Yes, sir. It's a lovely jumper, Igor. Okay. <laughs> lovely jumper, theory of class. <laughs> Suits you. Got, suits you. That khaki suits you as well, actually. Okay. Yeah, it suits you. Got a, a bit big up to my, <laughs> <laughs> I got a big up to my wife. It's a nice Christmas present. Oh, she looks happy, yeah. doesn't she? That yeah, one. She listens yeah. to the pod. Yeah. Heard when I actually mentioned Fear of God and Essentials, and yeah, there we go. She made a note, did she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's a good. She's a good one. She is a good one. <laughs> how's the side? How's the cider settling in now? It's better. Yeah. It's it might have also been because I, I did that chocolate bar like right before yeah. opening this, oh, so maybe there was some mm, some afterturns in yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Too much sugar. My body was probably rejecting the fact <laughs> that I'm about to consume more sugar. Um, so, having built such a prolific YouTube channel, any advice for anyone wanting to start a YouTube channel in 2023? Help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Let me get my note. we're going <laughs> to yeah, yeah. see your journey though, because you're going to do it. You're going to get there. Yeah. And <laughs> you're going to get to bring people along with that process and yeah, you're, you're going to have a better perspective on it yeah. than I will. Cause I started YouTube in like 20 or 2007, 2008. Um, so it worked back then to build an audience. I also, um, went through like the entire kind of boom of the digital SLR. So all kinds of people were looking for camera reviews, like thousands, thousands, thousands of people. Yeah. And then iPhones got so good that like that market just like basically plummeted mm, that yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to, if you're not a photographer, you're not going to give your, yeah. Just to, just to rewind to that, that time, so like you started in what, 2006, do you say? 2007, I think. I think so or what, 2008, the, I think my account was made. I'm just, I'm fascinated to know what, what, what made you say to yourself, I'm going to give this a shot on YouTube. I just it was, watched it a lot. It was like where I consumed, I didn't really watch a whole lot of TV. Yeah. Um, at the time, YouTube was, I would say, at least the content that I consumed was primarily kind of vlog style. Yeah. But like vlog style, single camera let me tell you about my day, no B-roll type stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's what YouTube was for a while. And I just kind of enjoyed the platform. Then some people started making some really funny and entertaining stuff. Um, and I thought that, hey, that's, that seems fun. So all my first videos, my first maybe five years were pretty much like comedy based, some sort of photography content and trying to like make the two, yeah. like slam them together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for a long time, that's kind of what it was. And then once I kind of started teaching what I learned um, over the years in wedding photography, that's when things, I, I think it became more valuable. Um, I think that maybe there was less, less views, less interest in serious content. But overall, like I was able to actually like tell people something that would legitimately change their life in some even small way. Um, so I was pretty happy when I started getting feedback that like, that I actually helped somebody start their own business or quit their job or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, I think that was kind of the, the catalyst that was like, okay, this is kind of right track. 
And then I think the key to anything is just you just do the same thing over and over and over again forever, and eventually you make it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey. I've definitely seen some kind of like ups and downs with it, um, changes for the algorithm, changes with the Canadian government now, kind of like weirdly prioritizing. Uh, we have this weird bill that just went through that I think YouTube's gonna have to serve up 30% Canadian content to Canadians watching YouTube, which basically oh, breaks wow. their algorithm. And YouTube's like, you can't, like this is censorship. Um, so that's another struggle that like every Canadian creator is gonna deal with now, which is kind of shitty. But um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, things are always changing. Keeps things interesting. If you just knew what the secret formula was every week, yeah, you get bored. Be doing it yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, I think just, the, I've just noticed that the quality of our video seems to be deteriorating. I did because, say. I did say. The, uh, you want a natural life. <laughs> I said that. And I, as what time I, will go on. What, what I would do. What I would do is use the LED panel that I've got. But it's, it's the LED panel is popping up the camera. So um. Well, so, yeah. I've, I've got some light. No, it's fine. Have you got a light? Oh yeah, we're good. Oh, that's got a light. Oh, hold on. Oh, there we go. Look at us. Hey. That's, that's, oh, wow. I mean, that's just about... That's, that's, that's okay. That's, yeah, that's better than, better than it was. Um, I'm just waiting for the police to come over and tell us to stop recording. They're, uh, they're dealing with a sensitive matter. Um, we don't know what it is. What do you think it might be? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll get a mic on them later. Some, we'll do some street interviews with them. more than someone's just walked out without a beer, without pay. Yeah, it? yeah, definitely. definitely. I think I the police have got I pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Anyway, let's, let's, cra <laughs> let's, let's crack on. Um, where are we going for dinner tonight? We're going to Waggers. We're going to Waggers, aren't we? Wagga Mamas. Have you been to Wagga Mamas? I've never been. I heard there's noodles. There's noodles. There's noodles. Okay. There's, We've talked about this before, haven't we? There's gyo. Have you had an udon noodle? Yeah. No. We're gonna we're gonna do the udon noodle for you tonight. Is udon noodle buckwheat? So I'm allergic yeah. to wheat, but I feel like I, buckwheat is not a thing. I don't. I'll have to well, research yeah. this. It's more like a, it's made from like rice. It's like rice, isn't it? Is it the long one? It. It's the thick, the okay. thick noodle. I'm gonna do fact, I'll do some noodle yeah. research. We'll let's we'll have a chat about noodles later. In fact, again. I think Zion had it on the pod, bought it, and oh, she's yeah. a good egg, isn't yeah. she? That's yeah, that's it. That's has it. She got any sisters? She does. <laughs> <laughs> Married too. So no, <laughs> don't get any ideas. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going out to pub by mm -hmm. We've got um, one of the girls. It's her birthday, isn't it? As well today. Jody. One of the speakers, Jody. He was talking about SEO. Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow it's uh, it's conference day. Yeah. Day two. Kicking off. How? For anyone sort of like wanting to start this education business really in terms of wedding photographers because that's primarily our audience really yeah. even though we sort of like try to break out from there um any sort of advice for anyone wanting to start breaking into the education sphere i think just start doing it yeah and i think it's the, it's almost the same as building like your wedding photography business that you're probably not going to find a whole lot of support. You're not going to find that you're going to attract 20,000 subscribers day one. And you have to be able to mentally kind of push through that for the first couple of years mm -hmm. um, and not rely on that feedback and know that you are doing something that's good and something that you would like for your future to involve. Um, because I think in the beginning, um, I don't know, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I wrote a book in 2007 about wedding photography and I look back on it and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I was in the business for like two years. What qualified me to in do this? In 2007? Yeah. That is incredible. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, wow. there was like before Instagram and um, yeah, so that was, uh, I went to WPPI in Las Vegas that year and I like basically walked around and I gave people my book and people seemed to enjoy it. Um, that was also when like books were more common of mm -hmm. a thing to like be created. Uh, and yeah, so I kind of wrote that and that was just like all of my ideas and all the things that had worked for my business. Yeah. Um, I think there is also value in starting it too early because if you try to start once you're 20 years into your career, you're going to forget all the stuff that you did in the early days and you're going to forget what it felt like more mm -hmm. importantly. Um, so if you do want to start teaching, I would say just do it now, just yeah. like start, start small, Fig figure out one platform that you like. It doesn't have to be YouTube or podcast. It can be whatever, whatever you're feeling and uh, just kind of start with it and just start rolling. Yeah. I think as well, like when you, when you're teaching as well, you have to recognize that you're also always still going to be learning. I think the, mm -hmm. the, the teachers that come across as though they know it all end of period, get found out pretty quickly mm -hmm. as being a yeah. bit arrogant and a bit stuck up. You've kind of just got to come from a place of, look, this is, this is my, 
level of ability, but I'm going to tell you what I know. And there are always people that are on that journey or on that ladder beneath you that want to gain from that experience, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I've always found as a byproduct that I didn't really anticipate, like being an educator, is that it does give you this like real sense of um, like, like confidence, and and you realise that actually you do know some things. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, yeah I, the things that you might just take for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you tell people that, and they go, "Oh God, yeah, I'd never have thought of that." Yeah. You kind of go. Oh, right, yeah. yeah like, no, the biggest that. light bulb moment in the past like couple of years for me was like this stupid, I forgot what I was even watching. I think it was somebody's talk at a conference somewhere, and they're doing like a live editing demo. And in Lightroom, they just went into library mode and they selected all the images and they bumped the exposure of all of them up. And you can just do a global adjustment. And I'm like, how did I not know that? Like, I was doing like syncing everything and develop. Yeah. See? <laughs> um, yeah, but for like when, when you're using AI, it's like you usually the entire gallery comes back and I think there's profile adjustments now, but um, it was like, okay, I like exactly what this is, but it's like one stop under or it's mm. like just a little bit not warm enough. And that like blew my mind. So I think it's important to always be learning and always yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. open yeah, for yeah. it. Without for that. everybody out there, yeah. global adjustments. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think we could encourage people enough to just start you know, exploring the world of education for, mm-hmm. for, for your industry. I think it's not just helpful for the people that you're going to help. I think it's really helpful for you as an individual as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if we've got any more to talk on that point. I feel like we've No, no, no. I was going to ask, right how have you guys found just Thrive in general and what we've been doing in terms of like the shoots. Where's Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's over there. Where's the, con- the sponsorship <laughs> contract? Yeah. It's been great. It's been the best. No. <laughs> I've really, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed um, all of the talks on Monday. I thought were really good. They were mm-hmm. very. Um, there was no kind of overlap. Um, well, there was a little bit of overlap, but there weren't. Like there was no clashing talks. Were there? Everybody brought their own. Everybody brought their own experiences. And, um, and then yesterday's shoot, I thought was really like. I, I was, I was unsure as to how the live shoot was going to go. Yeah. Like doing three of them over a course of a day. Um, and I don't. I haven't tended to do many live shoots as part of my kind of workshops before. So it was in, for me, it was a new experience. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but yeah. um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we got nice weather too, like we ten out of ten weather. We? So I'm Definitely a little, little nervous about what might happen over the next couple of days here yeah. for that. Yeah, but we'll make it work. It's like a wedding. You gotta, yeah. gotta get it done. You gotta do the best with what you can. Yeah, what, what you're uh, given. What I've really admired. Because um, I've been to so many conferences, but what I really admire about Thrive is that people were just hungry, just hungry to learn, hungry to shoot, sometimes even really, really hungry to get content. And yeah, it's been, a, it's been an amazing shift to see within the industry really how, on how people really, really want to get a good amount of content within a conference because usually it's just the education value of yep. it. Whereas now, and, and Lisa has hit the the money on it really in terms of bringing um the style shoe content the just the wedding content in general really and just bringing it up <laughs> right that? right now sam is <laughs> holding my you aperture love... <laughs> mini led light just so people can see you That's taylor right. thank you there you go wow oh wow. you got it right well wow. done. Taylor, right there. That's do you know what i had to work there. hard saying it did have to really think about that <laughs> too low though yeah i've had a great time here and then one of the massive differences that i'm seeing uh between european conferences we kind of talked about this briefly is that us-based conferences seem to be like incredibly dude heavy like it Mm. is not uncommon to see a room of like 80 90 percent like male photographers Mm. and it is very nice to see that completely pretty much pretty much flipped yeah here isn't it yeah yeah so i think that it's um it's i don't know really cool and yeah i don't know allows me to I guess think for a slightly different audience than yeah. I would normally do. So is that is that a conference thing in the states, or is that because that can't surely be reflective of the market? Because the, I don't know. The, there must be the, like there are so many super talented like sort of female US photographers. Yeah, I feel like it's like 50-50. Confer- yeah, I don't know. But and then I guess for conferences, for just like walking the halls, maybe it's a little closer. Um, but a lot of the events that we'll run um, are very kind of skewed that way. Maybe that's because YouTube wise, like. If you look at my stat, I don't know about yours, but it's mm. again very like male dominated yeah. um, for like YouTube metrics. Um, so it might be a reflection of that, and maybe I'm just living in weird dude bubble. But um, it's definitely a different scene out here, which is really really cool to see. Yeah, we got Lisa. Well done. Yeah. 
What do you do in your spare time? What do you do when you're not doing your YouTube, your weddings, your commercial work? Oh, I find other things to work at. Yeah, I'm, I'm an LP at a venture fund called Garage Capital. Shout out Garage Capital. I don't know. He's actually being that. serious. That's the thing. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Hang out with the dog. Dogs are nice. I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like people that don't like dogs. Yeah. I find that weird. You do like dogs, don't you? I like yeah. 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 We're good then. We're good. <laughs> Man. What questions did you have for Taylor? I had quite a few. Did you have questions? That's good. Yeah. Come on, let's do some quick fires. Yeah, let's do some quick fires. I've Come been on. I've been sort of like ticking them up ticking them off as um um as we're going through. But we, we're covering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I covered most of them in some well, let's ways. Talk about burnout. Have you experienced burnout, Taylor? Like doing the doing the kind of the volume of work you've done? I mean it's Probably. Um it's never been like debilitating burnout, so I don't know if I've ever experienced because maybe it's different for like everyone what the threshold is um i've definitely gone through periods where um it's usually kind of like if i'm doing a 70 wedding season usually october i'm like pretty ready for it to be over um i don't think that i do a less good job at those weddings i think i'm very intentional and very conscious of like yeah keep doing the thing um, but it's definitely becomes less and less exciting. Like a wedding end of October is a lot less exciting than the first wedding of May. Um, so I think that that's maybe some level of burnout. And then for YouTube content, because YouTube is infinite that you can invest an infinite amount of time. Like you can put a thousand hours a week, math doesn't work out, but you could put it like all of your full-time hours into YouTube and then you could put another 40 hours more if you wanted to. Um, so I feel like that level of burnout and also when you're creating content, um, even though it's not a competition, when you see other people that are doing daily videos, it's like, oh, I have to do that to be successful now. And that type of thing will burn you out pretty quick. Um, so I go in waves, I go in seasons. Um, my winters are typically uh, very heavy YouTube based. So I'll pretty much spend November until May. Um, I completely book off from weddings and I just do YouTube content. I do like fun commercial projects. And I pretty much only say yes to like things that I legitimately enjoy in doing. Um, and I feel like that kind of allows me to not experience too much burnout. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then in the summer, it's like double or triple wedding weekends a lot of the time. So yeah, by that Sunday, triple Sunday in, uh, <laughs> in October, it's, it's hard, but yeah. from hype our, yourself up. From our conversations, um, what I seem to really gather from you is that what you do for work really really fills your tank really fills fills you up in terms of like creatively and it's quite admirable to, to see really and just the fact that you were saying that sometimes you go to conferences and you you're not even a speaker you're just attending and yeah. you you're recording stuff for your youtube channel and just in, <laughs> engaging with everyone around and it's it's just so admirable drinking to all see. the cider <laughs> drinking all the cider you know but just... they only had six of them to be fair <laughs> yeah, they were they were big bottles though they were the big they were bottles full pints yeah yeah <laughs> But six no. for the entire restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just admirable to see someone really pursuing um, and going and getting the things that really fills their tank. And uh, you can tell from afar and close in that you really enjoy it. And yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, like that's kind of the YouTube thing is you can kind of make it whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so you make it whatever is, is dumb and fun one week that just yeah. like you enjoy and then you figure out how to also add value to people's lives. Because yeah. if you're just doing dumb, fun stuff, yeah. um, you'll also burn out of that. Like at some point you'll be like, I'm so sick of playing this like dumb character or doing whatever it is you're doing. And I feel like, again, like you kind of have to have those seasons of do a couple things like this, do a couple things like that, pull the bits and pieces at work and kind of iterate and move forward. Yeah, it's it's one of the things that I actually did speak on 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 the first, first day of Thrive in the sense of that um, for anyone that doesn't know Taylor's YouTube channel, go and check it out now. Um, when when I watch you on YouTube, uh, I just feel like I know you. I feel like I know you, and you very much put your character across in a in a non sort of like you know when you sort of like watch YouTube sometimes you might have someone right let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> always high high tempo and and with you it's like you're just yourself and I 
get it. I get it straight away. It's not my type of character where it's quite witty, uh, dry sense of humor, introvert, but you put all of that across and it's you all the way through. And I, I just love that. Yeah, it's yeah. authentic too, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 It'd be weird yeah. to play a character. I don't know. Yeah, especially when it's like a personal thing. Like if I had to like act in a thing, it would be different. But mm -hmm. like to act on like your own personal YouTube channel, especially when you're like in the education space. Yeah. It's like, it would feel weird. It would feel, I feel like I would burn out of that if I had to like really fake it yeah. and be somebody that I'm not. Um, or at some point, maybe you become that person that you're faking, um, which I think does have legitimate possibilities. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. Just try to not feel like an idiot when I watch my stuff and edit it back uh, at the end of the day. You don't seem like somebody that takes yourself too seriously. No, no. Um, yeah, like it's all fun. And I think we like we work in a pretty fun yeah. space as well that like, I don't know, wedding photography should be fun. And if it's serious, serious work and you find it like really, really challenging and difficult, it might not be the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, but fortunately with a the camera, there's lots of different things you can do to make money and to hopefully fulfill yourself in, in some small way. Amazing. Um, one of the thoughts that, uh, one of the things that you very much touch upon your, your talk is how your business has sort of like evolved into becoming a, you becoming a hybrid shooter, mm -hmm. um, meaning you do video and you do photography all in one day at the same time, which I find just mind boggling really. <laughs> Um, it's incredible to see, really. And we can see the shift within the industry. Yeah, really. you can. Um, Very much so. But just talk to us a little bit more about that, how that really started for you, really, and how you sort of, like, combated um, the whole idea of um, having to photograph a wedding and shoot video at the same time. Yeah, it was... At first, it was a creative challenge, I think, um, that I was... I wouldn't say I was burnt out, but I definitely was, like, five or six years into my career, and I kind of felt like everything was on loop. And I just wanted to do something a little bit different. So I started shooting kind of one minute highlights at wedding days. And then the technology finally caught up that you can actually do like photography pretty quickly and switch to video pretty quickly and be recording. Um, so at that point, I started doing longer highlights as a surprise, but it was never, it would never take anything away from my photography. So it was like same gallery I would deliver and then just do video in the kind of in between moments. Mm -hmm. And my couple seemed very, very ecstatic with like the whole package together that my photography they were always happy with but now with this video that they could sit and watch they really got to kind of come back to the wedding day um, i'm also very intentional of shooting my videos around the couple so like if the couple's not in this room i'm probably not going to come in and grab like a bunch of details or grab like candids that i want the video to be their memory of the day and if I'm shooting over somebody's shoulder, like one of the one of the partners is getting married over their shoulder of like their mom or dad or somebody like that, and I can put them back in that moment, that's a lot stronger than me just like filming stuff that looks cool. Um, so it's pretty much just like all candid coverage and just kind of slammed together. And then eventually it almost kind of replaced my blog post that all the blog post photos that would be in there, if there was like 40 photos that I would usually blog, now I just would get those video clips and that three minute highlight would now be kind of that blog post and couples were very, very, very happy. Um, I noticed that my bookings um, definitely increased. I think I, when I started offering it, um, I think I almost doubled how many weddings I was doing that next year. And then um, in terms of packages, obviously you're making more money because you're doing another service. And it became very difficult for uh, a couple to talk with me and to have a meeting with me and then go and really talk to any other photographer because to get the same services, they were probably going to be hiring a photography team and a video and a team. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I won a lot of weddings that way. Um, people that were just like, we just like that it's you doing this. Um, my couples are also kind of introverted. And the idea of having six cameras pointed at them all day is like an absolute nightmare. Mm -hmm. So if it's just myself and my second photographer there to, to do a video, they're happy. Um, so yeah, now like I've seen that over the past, uh, since June of last year, I've been receiving a lot of inquiries to go video first and then do the family photos. So that's like one massive, massive shift. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like, again, I'm like a weird test case of like one person. So I don't want to say like the industry is changing. Photography is dead, um, <laughs> but it's definitely something that has value and I haven't yeah, yeah. marketed it. It's been couples that have actually reached out and like yeah. that they've booked my services for both. And they're like, can you do like primarily the highlight video 
and then do very limited photography. So I'm delivering like 150 images wow. um, to them, but then also a much better highlight film. Yeah. Um, so that's a new thing that people want, I guess. Um, I, think, I think even even just away from the, the point of talking about it being like bringing video into your work, if, even mm -hmm. just to, as you look at, if you look at it as a, a business business decision, like the big thing that I've taken away from you talking in that in that in that way is that you know you should always be like thinking about what you can do or try in your business that's a bit more it's a bit uncomfortable isn't it mm. and you know so many people we, we talked about at the start kind of just get into their business they settle down they go right this is how i do it this is how i'm always going to do it and actually there's just a whole new yeah. world out there that you gotta can pay open attention up. To... you've just got to if you could just keep evolving and keep trying new little things and like <clears throat> you could have tried that you could have tried doing a bit of video and giving it a shot and it didn't work out and you, you know, you put it back on the shelf a few months later, but yeah. you've you've stuck at it, and it's now completely flipped your business in a way. Yeah. And yeah, and it gives you it diversifies your skills so much that now, no like doubt. any, well, it's kind of the same as like concert photography or wedding photography that you do every genre of photography pretty much uh, within like a wedding day, and same goes for video. So now, like if a restaurant wants to hire you for a promo video, it's like no problem, and also I'll shoot some photos for you. And also, uh, I'm partnered with a social media management company if you just want us to like take your entire account and um, do that. So there's like all these weird options for you to do once you can do video because it's obviously for social media, reels are what businesses have to be creating yeah. now if they want to get um, a little bit more out there. So yeah, those skills definitely transferable to uh, a variety a variety of things that are very profitable. There'll be a lot of people that are listening to this or a lot of photographers that are sort of like saying, just blows my mind, how, how do you do it? Um, any sort of like quick tips that you can give people in the sense of if they want to start shooting video um, as they're photographing a wedding? Yeah, just literally start. Just like figure out the settings are easy. Um, I shoot everything in slow motion, so I just change my camera to 60p. So I shoot 60 frames a second, and then I slow everything down to 24 and deliver, I guess, 50 in Europe and then uh, deliver in 25 is it would that be considered cinema or what's what's the cinema what's your what's the frame rate if you want to 25 25 okay. yeah um, so yeah just like shoot in slow motion um, basically the benefit of it is that you get kind of double the time that if you get that one second moment now it's a two second moment mm -hmm. and if you're doing photography and video you only really need a minute and 30 seconds of usable footage if it's in slow motion to build a three yeah. highlight so true. Yeah. and yeah start with the in-between moments and just like have some fun with it. It's great for your personal marketing. You build a promo video. I would say that's like the thing that I've been telling everyone for like years. <laughs> it's like, please just, just do it. Um, and when you have video footage from your wedding days to like to play with photos, I feel like it just makes a much better promotional video for your reels. You now have this content that looks great. Um, so yeah, just start doing it and yeah. figure it out. 60p is or 50p is my life. <laughs> and it makes my life much easier. And other than that, I shoot everything the exact same as I would yeah. for uh, photography. And you've just dropped a course on that very yes, I have. recently this week, haven't you? Yeah, yes, or two days ago during during Incredible. Thrive. <laughs> I scheduled it all out and I'm like, oh, I guess that happens at the Do exact you see time. The strategic yeah. marketing Incredible. there. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was, it went up at the time that I was actually speaking and I bumped it because I was like, that seems stressful in case like everything breaks and I need to solve problems. Um, but yeah, that's, it's pretty much my start to finish process mm -hmm. on everything, um, that I'm doing this year because the last hybrid course I did, I was still on DSLR. Yeah. Um, so things have changed. Autofocus exists in video. So yay. My life is so much happier yeah. and my videos are no longer one fourth out of focus. <laughs> Although it's kind of smooth skin whenever you're like focused right here and you're like <laughs> an inch out. Um, yeah. it kind of, it, it's all right. People look good in it and they're happy about that, yeah, but it's, it's definitely awesome. out of focus. <laughs> we'll drop we'll drop a link for for the audience so they can go and check it out and yeah, just go for it. Yeah. Um, so you said 2007, right? You wrote a Don't bird. Don't judge us for our picture quality on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we go black and white. Murder's, yeah. Murder's going to be like, you've given me a crap video to, <laughs> to, to bring so on the sorry, sort of life. Sorry, Murder. <laughs> <laughs> But you said um, it was 2007 where you were handing out um, copies of your first book. Yeah. And 2023, you just released a book yep. on wedding photography. Why write another book? Um, 
<laughs> well, actually, it's uh, so I kind of reached a I would consider it to be a plateau. So I think at some point, end of last year, I completed my thousandth wedding. So I've done one thousand weddings, or I guess I've done more now. Um, so I figured that was like an interesting time to kind of reflect on some stuff that I've learned. And um, I feel like from teaching and from talking with you and just like meeting all kinds of people, I feel like I have a pretty good perspective on what's happening in the industry, um, not only in Canada and US, but also um, in the UK and kind of around the world. So I thought it would be fun to do that. And then also um, we used a, a laundry detergent that I was allergic to. So I wasn't able to record videos for like three weeks because I was just like red and puffy. <laughs> Um, so I was like, what can I do with my time? And then I basically just started, like, I just sat down one day and I had a table of contents. It was basically all of my old podcasts. And I'm like, okay, I know like that this needs to go in, this needs to go in, this needs to go in. And I basically just like wrote the text form of a bunch of podcasts that I did. So it was nice to, rather than, um, I don't know that everything could just be a lot more concise that mm -hmm. I can edit it, um, into kind of what needs to be there. Um, so the, yeah, that was kind of the process and just sat down and made all my podcast. I basically wrote an audiobook though, which is weird because it's like, it, it exists in print, but it was written as a script essentially to be Amazing. like an audiobook yeah, or yeah. like a high impact podcast, I guess. Um, yeah, it's fun. I like doing new stuff too. Like, even though I'd, I'd written a book and published a book before, um, it's nice to kind of visit that again and understand what I could do now as like a, a photographer. Like now I see how easy it is if you wanted to self-publish like a really, really nice color hardcover book or even a soft cover book. And you can now put like all of your blog posts at the end of the year into a book. And then you can just bring it to all the florists and all the, the shops. And now you have Look like this nice- giving us great ideas. Yeah, but like I wouldn't have known that had <laughs> yeah. I not done the book and, yeah. and figure that out. But that'll definitely be something I'll be doing. Um, just to have like that physical thing. Cause I did also, I guess I forgot how much having like a physical thing like that actually is like a huge credibility indicator. Mm. So if you're printing a book and you're bringing it to like the dress shop in your town, or you just like pr print out all of the, um, all the venues or all the, uh, like weddings that you've done at a certain venue and you can bring them like a, a nice book with some nice info and also your face in there at some point. Um, it's, I don't know, it's just a huge credibility thing and it's, I don't know, a, unique handout that no other couple's going to get, I don't think, um, to walk home from like a venue Especially tour or something. market is just like, yeah, we've talked about it already this week about like just the, the competitiveness of Instagram now. It's mm -hmm. just like, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago. I just found it just almost like draining now, like the, the amount of effort you have to put in to try and just make the smallest of ripples. Yeah. You know, um, it's just like every, everybody's Instagram game is just so sky high that yeah. you almost can't, you can't do anything there. People just are, are going to, yeah. you know, how do you stand out from, from that market? Print your Instagram in a book and yeah. bring it around that's town, it. I guess. It's just get creative with it, isn't it? Yeah. Think outside the box. Yeah, that's it. Um, talking about thinking outside the box, I find that that's... Mm. Carry on, carry on. <laughs> it's flashing. No, it's still, it's still recording, but we might still have to, we'll wrap up in a minute. You yeah, got 20% battery left. Um, I find that... that you just do so much your capacity to to create uh, and just be involved in so many different pies is is incredible it's really really admirable um how do you do it is there any sort of like any tips that you have for people in order to kind of like increase their capacity or how do you find that you are most efficient on your day-to-day -day life any apps or anything like that that you use for efficiency yeah there's a few um, superhuman for email is a great one. Uh, if you just need to do templates, um, for like that, it's so silly that the Gmail app doesn't have templates. And for us, like all, all, pretty much having the same conversation, like 20 or 30 times a year with couples, um, to have templates, it's like very, very nice. Um, so that's one other than that, I pretty much just hire for like any of my, um, weaknesses or things that I don't want to do. So if I don't want to do a thing, I'll find somebody that wants to do it and I'll pay them to do it and I'll fill the time that I've saved with something else that generates income yeah. in order to kind of balance and to at least kind of break even on that. Um, I've also discovered that when you hire some, someone that they usually have better ideas for your business as a bit mm, of an outsider as well, um, or a better perspective or even just like a third party perspective, mm -hmm. um, that you wouldn't have thought about. Cause we're all in our heads about our businesses all the time. And yeah. to have just one person that is, I guess, financially motivated with your success also, um, it's kind of nice that they will come up with ideas and they can execute on those ideas and it's, uh, it's very cool. So 
Yeah, I think hiring people is a big thing for me and just doing the things you enjoy, um, I think is also key and figuring out ways for them to break even or ways to do them in maybe a slightly smarter way that they'll at least become marketing assets for you to sell something in the future. Um, in terms of like the videos that we've created, we start, we just, we'll do a for fun project knowing that it's going to be something that we can show to a potential client mm -hmm. um, and eventually get paid off of it, even though we just want to have fun doing the thing in the beginning. Amazing. Brilliant. Um, it's been, uh, it's been really lovely meeting you this week and just hearing your story, I'm just like fascinated at the, the depth of your, your work and your business. It, it genuinely makes me kind of go, God, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's just really, it's really inspiring. You've, you've, you know, already just in your talk this week, you've made me kind of question things that I'm doing in my business and can I just, you know, bring something else to the table? Can I up it? Can I improve it? Um, so thank you. Thank you very much for coming out to the UK this week. Yeah, I'm happy be, that be we all connected. This is awesome. Drive. It's great. Yeah. Um, you, do you want to ask the final question? I do. You go for it. You is it about it. pizza? I'm going to eat my toenails. <laughs> noodles. I'm going to eat my toenails. <laughs> no, um, we'd love to finish up the podcast with this question, which is, um, if you were to meet a 14-year-old Taylor Jackson today, knowing what you know today, what sort of advice would you give him? Um, such a hard question. I know. I feel like, I guess that's why you <laughs> save it to last, all warmed up. Uh, I feel like I would say, similar kind of what we talked about today is follow the interesting things and follow opportunities that will unlock unique and interesting experiences. Um, I feel like that's a lot more life beneficial um, than just trying to chase a paycheck. If I was trying to chase a paycheck, I would actually be photographing kitchens in Toronto right now. That that was like the early jobs that paid me the most amount of money. And I very easily could have gone specifically just down that path and like done photography only for contractors. And yeah. like that could have been. I, I can't pathway. imagine that would have creatively fulfilled. I don't think so. Even doing it, I was like, this is, well, also camera tech was not so good in like 2005. So it was wide angle lenses were trash. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it was a bit of a struggle. And I think the same went with weddings that like, you always kind of want to be building your portfolio. Um, so I think that would be another thing to just like build whatever your dream portfolio is and just like, don't ever stop doing it. Um, I think that's what I do in both weddings and setting up style shoots and coming out here and um, doing live shoots as well as on YouTube that we create the stuff. Um, we built a travel show on kind of our own dime to show to a potential somebody that might sponsor it. And then two years later, Nikon came through and I was like, we'd love to do this, but kind of like on a next level and maybe more product focused. And they were on board. And had we not done this travel show and had this proof of concept, there's no way that they would have ever greenlighted it. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, just keep building that dream portfolio and then never stop. That's the, there's like no finish line. It's just like, you kind of keep doing, it sounds like depressing, but so hopefully you find something that you enjoy doing um, because you get to do it for a very, very, very long time. You're amazing, amazing. man. Amen to that. Where can get some, oh yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah, go, go, on. Go, on. <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Where go can on. people find you? Uh, at the noodle shop later. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Good old wagon mama. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm at Taylor Jackson on Instagram. And then uh, my courses site is taylorjacksoncourses.com. And there's a membership that you can get that basically includes everything, which is probably a full year of content for peeps to go through. So if anyone's interested, that's where basically all of my stuff lives. And other than that, it's all on YouTube, um, the, the free stuff. Um, which includes like all the on-camera shooting stuff. So like all the mm -hmm. wedding days and everything are all uh, up there on YouTube. Yeah, I'm in it. So Very I soon. know it's great. So go and get it, people. So yeah, Taylor, once again, thank you so much. You've been thank amazing. Thank you very much. To this anybody is... that's been watching and listening, well, to anybody that's been watching, we, we do apologize about the poor, <laughs> the poor video quality. I don't, but you get I don't Taylor. Even, I don't even think I changed the uh, the Kelvin on it. We look yeah, very, yeah. We look very orange. dirty orange. Um, <laughs> artistic that's, that's it that's, yeah. it i like what the it police is. the radio it really <laughs> it's, a nice it's, ambience it's genuine isn't it it's yeah. authentic <laughs> yeah. um so thank you very much if you've if you've listened give us a share shout out do those review thingies click a few um, things and we will see you again sometime soon thank you fam have a good one cheers taylor thanks guys this was lovely even though oh, the cider wasn't that, that lovely that went <laughs> just that went just at the end catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 